Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I came home today and my wife is wearing new pants. And I wanted to make a comment, but I didn't want to offend her. Uh... The comment was, those look like the the carpet at an arcade inside of a bowling alley or skating rink. (laughs) Her response was, yeah, I know. That's why I bought them. (laughs) That makes it even better. You need to go, like, find an arcade or a bowling alley that matches it and have a Garden State (laughs) moment with her. I have never seen Garden State. All right. It's on the the list now. Zach Braff at his best. Uh, I don't know. Chicken Little. Chicken Little. Ooh, ooh. Okay, fair, fair. Let's talk about movies. This is Kenny from my brain. If you want to talk movies, well, guess what? We on the same thing. You gotta watch, 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 watch this podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we're talking about one of Devin's picks for the week, uh, the 2017 film Paddington 2. But before we get into that, we like to talk about things that we've watched in pop culture over the last week. Evidently, these guys have done nothing, so they don't have anything. Devin's been watching Frasier, but we'll save that for a later time when he's watched more Frasier. Uh, I watched something, though. Um, I... De- if I know if I brought up the Picard finale, Ryan and I would just go on for an hour. So I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna do that now. If can, you want to hear, can I at least get like a, a thumbs up, thumbs down from you guys? Like, yeah, two thumbs up. Yeah, two thumbs up. I mean, yeah. Okay. All right. Fair. Okay. Um, if you want to hear my full thoughts on Picard season three, uh, check out the latest episode of Brilliant but Lazy over on Victims and Villains. Um, and stay tuned there for my thoughts on Mandalorian season three. Um, but that looks suspiciously negative. I'm curious now. I, I mean, my thoughts are positive. Oh, good. Okay. I'll so are mine. Yeah. I mean, um, but the one thing I did watch that I do want to talk to you guys about, um, because we have a theme of blue going on with Paddington too, is I want to talk about something that led the blue Ranger with the blue Ranger power, mighty Morphin power Rangers once and always. Yes. Good. So did you guys, you guys didn't watch this at all? Listen, I it was always like a threat for this last week that I saw it was released. I'm like, I'm just going to watch it. I'm going to watch it and surprise Alan, and it just never happened. I'm going to watch this. The Power Rangers are still cool to me. I like what they look like. I think they look like a very cool thing. I love that it looks like it's going back to original form. I can't wait to watch this, and I cannot wait to hear your thoughts about it. Yeah, Ryan, I, any, any interest in I, this? I, yeah, no, 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 no. I have interest. I remember seeing the commercials like crazy, and then all of a sudden the commercials stopped, and I was, I, 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 I didn't even think about it till now. I didn't even know that it was out. So I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll gonna try to check it out. It is interesting to me. It was hard for me to find on Netflix. Like I actually had to search Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the day it came out. I had to search it, which is it weird. Was it number one on Netflix? No, I had to search weird. Mighty Morphin. Maybe my Netflix just didn't refresh, but. Um, so I watched it. I have, th- I, I have mixed thoughts. I enjoyed it. Like, it's a lot of fun. Mixed thoughts. It's not great. Like <laughs> what? it's, I mean, it's so, so you got, we watched the mighty Morphin power Rangers movie for this podcast last year. We watched two movies for yes. this podcast, but you're, do you remember the CG Megazord in the in the mighty Morphin movie? <laughs> I do. Yeah. They do a CG Megazord again, and somehow the graphics haven't gotten much better. Really? No, was it on purpose? Like, because I no, know I mean, they, 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 it's yeah. it's low budget, which I'll give okay. it. Like, it 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 is low budget, so it is whatever. But, um, it it was just maybe it's just weird for me to see that because it's the Mighty Morphin Megazord, like mm-hmm. in that style, which is bizarre, but. 
story-wise, I thought it was interesting. Um, I had issues with how many times they, t- they had to say, like, oh, Trini died. The Yellow Ranger is dead. Like, because she died in real life. Like, that yeah. was – it was just weird because uh, they kept bringing it up. And it's like, okay, we get it. Like, and th- that's part of the story is, like, her daughter trying to take take over for her. Mm. Um, but seeing everyone else back, like Billy and Zach – uh, and then Rocky and Cat, if if you know them from the other movies, um, it was good. They kind of leave it open end ended for a sequel. So part of me is like, I really want Netflix to treat this like the Hallmark treats their holiday movies and is like every year give me a new Power Rangers special. <laughs> because with them bringing in the Yellow Ranger's daughter to take over as the yellow ranger, you could start passing along those powers to other teenagers and have like a new ranger team built from this special. Um, and then you don't have to worry about not getting everyone back every time. Like you can have a few of them there and be like the, the leadership to, that helps Zordon and alpha. But so it was just weird that the people who were in the special still kind of were in it because they, they pull audio clips of like of the pink and red ranger. So like it's Jason and Kim in the pink and red. And then it's Tommy as the green ranger. So you get the, Hiya! Hiya! but then they like get shrunk down to like action figure size for most of the special. And then they just start in it. They just have those audio clips of them while yeah. they're in costume. And it's, it's weird, especially considering what what's happened since they filmed this with, uh, David Jason Frank. I didn't know there was drama. Tell me all the drama. Jason David Frank died. Oh, that was <laughs> you, much more depressing. And I you, stepped you right knew, in. You I didn't knew know that. that. You you'd know that. That's why we did Turbo. Oh, I thought like I didn't know this was filmed so long ago. Then they filmed I it. They, this is, like, they were filming it. Press. They had already started filming when he did that. Oh, when I that didn't happened, know so. that. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Um. So they couldn't really change the script for it, but there was sure. a tri- there was a tribute to him at the end with along with the actress who played Trini, whose name oh, I do good. not want to butcher. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. I kind of want more. I kind of don't. I'm torn. But so they didn't go the Logan route with this because I was wondering if they would because I knew that they got like the old Rangers back and the old Rangers were like going back to their powers and i figured they're going to kind of take the logan route with it and it was going to be a little bit more gritty but uh, i mean it is like rita repulsa okay. straight up kills a ranger in the first five minutes oh yeah oh. and there and i think what's weird for me is like they're adults in their rangers like teenagers with attitude is supposed to be the thing but now they're middle-aged he's like filing his taxes gen x gen xers with attitude <laughs> Rubbing Ben Gay on his yeah. back while doing the flips. May the power protect your 401k. <laughs> what uh, do you think their retirement is like? Do you think it's good? I no. I mean, well. No? <laughs> no. Just, they recruit you, you get paid while you're doing it, and then you get released, and you get PTSD. Yeah, I mean, what kind of workplace skills do you then have after that? Like, there's no transferables well, there. So... They all have side gigs. Um, so Billy owns like a tech company. Oh, um, of course he does. Zach supposedly is a senator. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're That's my thoughts. Playing on- darts with those characters like uh, 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 side hustles. Did. Did he give really impassioned political speeches in the middle of his fights? No. Okay. It's like, this is where I stand on immigration. Ah, that's what I want. <laughs> it's just a, just a, hold on. I got to talk to CNN via satellite. Yeah. Hold, hold, hold on. on put, hold on, putties. Like one second. <laughs> uh, uh, I do want to watch this movie. Are, are they not running any, like, is there no, like, Power Ranger team at the moment? There is... This is something separate. So okay. originally when they announced this, I thought it was going to be a episode of that where they cross over, but this is his own thing. And if they can keep doing these as its own thing, I'm here for it. 
But this isn't the first time they've crossed over, right? Because I've seen pictures of like eight shit million Red Rangers, mm-hmm. like all fighting. They, they've done, they've done that. They've done like mm-hmm. these Rangers have pretty much all come back in some form for an episode or, okay. or so. This is the first time they've gotten a team back together like this, like the original team. Like they haven't had them all together for their own story since uh, like Turbo. Wow. So that's the first last time we've seen most of them back together. So. Mm-hmm. Listen, and I know and people alone. are here for Paddington too, but I do really care about the Power Rangers movie. Like this is great. They, I mean, keep on like, talking. I'm good. Like, like I, like I said, they set it up for more. So, in my eyes, in my eyes, this is the, the 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 third in a trilogy. So, the th- what was the first? The the first Power Rangers. Oh, so you had the Power Rangers movie, Turbo, and then this. Oh, man. They didn't bring back the weird stuff from Turbo, did they? Which weird stuff? All of it. All of it was the weird stuff. Here, I'm going to Google the weird stuff from Turbo and give you a more specific answer. There, there are no mermaids. There are no little, like, uh, Ewoks. That, I think that's more what I was referring they to. Do, they do mention uh, Zordon's home planet. They, they okay. bring in a lot of stuff from other Power Rangers teams, which is interesting. Like they mentioned Space Patrol Alpha, which there was a whole season oh. called Space Patrol Delta. So, hmm. yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it, it's all it's all under like one continuity now, which is nice, and they're addressing other things. So, oh, that's very cool. Then but, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's my thoughts on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always. I can't wait for the sequel twice and again. <laughs> but good. That leaves us with today's main topic, the night, the 2017 film Paddington 2, which is Devin's pick for the week. Devin, why don't you tell the folks why you had us watch Paddington 2 to begin with? Like, what brought Paddington 2 to your attention? Listen, so I have had certain members of my family ask almost on a, not a monthly basis, but pretty often, Devin, have you seen Paddington 2 yet? And I would always go, no. And they go, how dare you live in London? And call yourself a Londoner and not have seen Paddington 2. I'd always heard that Paddington 1 is just all right. Paddington 2 is a must-watch. Then the thing that further solidified this for me was it appearing in the, what is it, the unbearable weight of massive talent, where Pedro Pascal lists it as his number two favorite movie and that it made him want to be a better man. It was at that point where I went, okay, I now need to stop doing this. And I need to just shut up and watch Paddington 1 and Paddington 2. Uh, that was why I had watched it. So you're here because of The Mandalorian. I, you know, really, I am. I, I'm really here because of that. Pedro Pascal has my whole heart. And he is recommending me movies. So All I right. need to know. I had passed this on to the both of you as Paddington 2 with the option to also watch Paddington 1. Before we dig into Paddington 2, I want to know, did either of you actually watch Paddington 1? No. No? (laughs) All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down really, really fast for you. It's exactly what you think it is. Wait, wait, wait. Can I I guess what Paddington 1 is? Yes. Guess Paddington 1. Okay. Paddington 1 is Paddington comes to London and is taken in by the family. And Mm -hmm. they're at odds for a bit. But then by the end of the film, they decide to bring him into the family. Sure. That's not overly wrong. You're missing a side plot, and it is the most British side plot villain ever. Is it Doctor Who doesn't like Paddington, so he's trying to kick him out? (laughs) It's not, actually. Uh, He's just there in the background. Doctor Who not liking Paddington and trying to kick him out is always part of it, and it's always brilliant. Uh, Ryan, I'll give you a quick guess. What is the villain's main motivation? It is the most British motivation you will ever hear. Paddington Bear actually likes uh, actually likes good food. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We'll have. I'm gonna put a pin in that. <laughs> make me sad. Alan, do you have a guess about the villain's motivation? The villain's most British. Does it have to do the with villain? land? Does it have to do with land in India? Oh, you're so close. Actually, <laughs> it's weird. 
so first off, the villain in the first one is Nicole Kidman, who does an amazing job. Uh, her motivation is that she wants to take something that doesn't belong to her, Paddington, and put him in a British museum. <laughs> <laughs> So what happened was Alan and I hit. Alan and I took the other two of the top three stereotypes and hit yep. those instead of the main one. <laughs> yep, that's absolutely what you did. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, what you missed not watching Paddington one were a few interesting references, a few interesting style choices, and then going, ah, Peter Capaldi's still in this one. Neat. Uh, which was essentially it. The movie is very good. Arguably, this one, in my opinion, is better. So, now for the most basic question that I've been dying to ask the both of you all week. Alan and Ryan, in whatever order, I do not care. What did you think of Paddington 2? Ryan, you go ahead. It's Stuart Little with a bear. Oh, you hurt me. You make me I'm sorry, Devin, but this, this is what this movie is. I want to. I'm going to put a pin in it. I want to hear all about it in a minute. It's a decent kids movie, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I was expecting it to be Stuart Little with a bear. <laughs> Sounds like that's what the first one is. Mm-hmm. This was magical. Oh. I I was. It was. It's so overhyped. Yeah, it is. But it was so enjoyable. Like, I really enjoyed it. Like, yes, it's a kid's movie, but the slapstick works. The The mystery works for me. The villain works. Um, I, everything about this, I enjoyed. Um, the animation styles, when they do something different, like with the pop-up book, I like, I don't have any complaints about this movie. Like, what does Nick Cage say in... Uh, unbearable weight Paddington 2 is a masterpiece cinematic masterpiece like <laughs> this is this is almost the perfect movie for me I mean listen like I my genuine opinion of this is you can't do a Paddington movie better than this if you're gonna do a CGI bear lives with a family and you're gonna do a movie about it this is the best possible way to do it yeah and it and then the last movie about a CGI bear teddy bear that I saw was uh Ted back in like 2012. Oh, so yeah. and these are two completely different movies. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, I have to tell you a fun story about my rewatch of Paddington too. By the way, okay, uh, I have it on my Sky TV box like a proper Brit, and the second I stopped <laughs> the the movie, what popped up was when nature attacks. And it was about a bear breaking into a family's home and attacking them. And it was such a good juxtaposition. Um, That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, uh, there's there's a scale that I don't bring up, bring on bring up on the show too show too often for some of these picks that we do. There's a fly in here. I don't know why it's attacking <laughs> me. Um, the scale is. Did if how mad am I that I had to pay to rent this movie because it wasn't streaming <laughs> anywhere? I would rent it again. That's how not upset Aww. I am about having to rent this. Ryan, did you have to rent it? And where are yeah, you I'm, on that scale? I'm neutral on the scale. I'm not mad okay. that I had to rent it. I'll put it that mm-hmm. way. But I'll probably never do it again. I bought it. I own it now. It is mine. I'm gonna buy the 4K steel book and a movie poster. <laughs> Uh, I'm not not going that crazy. If I see it for cheap, I will buy this. Like this was delightful. So I I think probably the worst opinion of it was Ryan's, which wasn't even a negative opinion. It was just, it's a fine kids movie. It's It's honestly not negative. I am telling you right now. I do not, not like this movie. Mm -hmm. I do like it. It's just, it's, it's a British Stuart little. (laughs) It's a British. (laughs) Is Stuart Little also a British Stuart Little? Uh, the movies that I know, he, he's in New York. Oh, that's fair. He actually might be from New York. He might be right. It can might we, be a British ta- story. I have no can idea. We, can we talk about Stuart Little for a second? Yeah. Sure. So, the movies changed something about the Stuart Little storyline, which they kind of had the change because the book, it makes no sense. 
it, it, in the movies, Stuart Little is adopted. Yeah. Okay. He's not adopted in the first one, like in the book. What? She gives birth to a mouse. No, she doesn't. Yeah. Look, yeah. It, look it up. Yeah. I, look it up. No, you can't make me. I don't want the <laughs> images that Google inevitably has. Oh. All the fan art on Deviant Art. No, don't want it. Don't want it. Stop it. So, how much do you both know about Paddington in general? Like, outside of the movies, outside or, or including it? How much do you both know? Nothing. Nothing? Yeah. Yeah. Prior. Prior to this and seeing it come up in like other pieces of media, like I remember seeing a book with him on the cover driving a car, but that's it. Okay. So Paddington was my breakout role in third grade as a young actor. Uh, I had to play him in a stage production, which was just something that I remember. And it was stupid and it was in little in, in school. But I always had this like weird connection to Paddington because I always loved him. So I like looked up the whole history of Paddington the character, and it's actually really interesting and a weirdly dark story as well. So Paddington, just to give you a quick history, was made in the '60s by this man named Michael Bond. Michael Bond based the character of Paddington around what he had seen during World War II of Jewish children from Europe being sent over to London and the UK with the tag, please take care of this child around their neck. And that's what they would do, is they would just send them over. He then was walking through a store one night, saw a single lone teddy bear, and went, "Oh, it reminds me of those kids. I'm going to make a kid's book. And that's kind of where the whole notion of Paddington went from, um, or came from. He, because it's, because he's a Brit who made it, he was originally supposed to come from deepest, darkest Africa. But somebody had politely reminded him there are no bears in Africa. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 this is something I want to talk about for a second. Yeah, let's do it. Well, I well, find okay. it funny. Yeah. What? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I find it funny that of all countries that a movie about a friendly, polite bear and his family would come from Britain. When a movie like this with a bear would be done completely different in the U.S. And in fact, they did. It's called Cocaine Bear. The two are because 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 we know how terrifying and how violent those cre- those you know cre- creatures can be, mm-hmm. even though they 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 look like you just want to walk up and hug them because they're so oh. cute. But they will rip your everything out of you. They will rip everything. Yeah, we don't have any natural bears over here in the U.K. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I mean, you have Winnie the Pooh. He's a bear. Who who was also somebody's best friend during World War II. It yeah. was a little bear cub that he had he had met. Man, you they just get all of their ideas from like orphan bears, don't they? Like Listen, everything in the UK starts incredibly dark and then turn into kids things. I what I was gonna say before is I didn't want to let the moment pass without acknowledging Devin's Catherine Hepburn impression. <laughs> listen i've been working on it all day yeah. i appreciate it thank you yeah um, um so yeah. another interesting thing just to take the the thing a little forward so they he'd written the book and then they prototyped a a little stuffed bear of paddington the very first paddington bear stuffed prototype and the rights to it went to ryan you might know this person also you too maybe alan jeremy clarkson from top Gear. Ah, cool yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Clarksons owned the rights to Paddington for quite some time, and then eventually they sold it to the Toy Store Hamleys. So wait, like his ancestors or Jeremy Clarkson himself? The very first Paddington prototype went to Jeremy Clarkson and his wife to give to their children. What year was this? Oh my goodness, the 80s, I think. Okay, okay. That, that makes more sense, because you That's said 60s right. before. 60s is when the um, book was written. I think the prototype of the stuffed animal happened much, much later. Man, knowing what I know about Jeremy Clarkson now, could you imagine if he still had the rights and how different of a movie this would be? Yes, this would be a strange movie. It would make Ted look like Paddington too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Totally fair. Uh, so that's my my like weird little history on it. Now, back to the movie... The first thing I got to mention about this movie that I absolutely loved was just the Hugh Grant of it all. Guys, what did what did you think of him? 
he I, I, I okay so whenever i see hugh grant i think of three different movies and i can't help but see him in these characters whenever whenever i see him and i really try my hardest not to but uh is one of them I, notting hill no oh. no <laughs> no it, it, it's so bridget jones his sleazy okay. boss character from that um, his prime minister role from Love Actually, and then uh, music and lyrics with him and Drew Barrymore. I can't help but see wow. his character <laughs> in those pull. movies when he does anything. So when he's up there in his suit and he's being like the ringmaster to like get the fair open, all I can think of is him dancing as prime minister and Love Actually going down the hallway and singing "Pop Goes My Heart." Yeah, like that, and like the you know like really sleazy things he does, um, uh, uh, and Bridget Jones. Like it didn't ruin the movie for me. It was just one of those things where, like, I didn't hear him at the time because I was thinking about other things I've seen him in in those films. He he's having kind of a renaissance, and I'm yeah. I'm mm-hmm. here for it because he's in Dungeons and Dragons, and he's one of the best parts of it. He's the, um, I mean, he just so good let's see what else has he been in recently um he's been doing a lot of guy Ritchie stuff um because he's in the operation fortune which just came out a few months ago yeah uh the gentleman he was in glass onion and knives out mystery yeah phenomenal part in that he's in the man from uncle which i forget which part he played in that but is that new uh, it's 2015, so it's before this, but... I forgot he played a bunch of people in Cloud Atlas, too, didn't he? I've never seen Cloud Atlas, so... You know, you know usually I'd be like, oh, I'm adding it to the list. I'm not adding it to the list. We're all right to let that one sail past yeah. us until we really have a dearth of movies. <laughs> Thank you. Have you seen it, Ryan? <laughs> no. There's a reason, because oh. I, no, I just don't want to. I just don't. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 2023, he's in Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, Wonka, TBA for Hugh Grant, Unfrosted, the Pop-Tart story. What? Oh, you don't know about this? No. What is this? Uh, I know about this. Uh, It is directed by Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, no. Um, Michigan, 1963. What's the deal? <laughs> Michigan, nineteen sixty-three. Business rifles Kellogg's and Poe's compete to create a cake that could change breakfast forever. A cake. They should have called this Ke- Kellogg's V uh, f- Post, and just <laughs> just done like a shot-for-shot shot remake of Ford v Ferrari. Oh, I'd be so here for it. Oh, I would love that. But it's also got James Marsden, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, Christian Slater, Max Greenfield, Jim Gaffigan, Jack McBrayer, uh, Amy Schumer, Bobby Moynihan. Wow. My yeah. goodness. That's amazing. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of people like Pop-Tarts. <laughs> like is such a strong word. A lot of people are giving them to eat at breakfast as children. When's the last time you had a Pop-Tart? At least 10 years ago. Yeah, see, that's why you're so nah on it. Plus, I mean, you're living in Britain, so I'm pretty sure they banned them over there. So, I mean, you know, that's, I mean, like, like, here, I can go to Walmart down the street mm-hmm. and there is a Boston cream donut one flavor. It is delightful. That I, s'mores, like, it, it's great. I love it. I can, I can do you one better. I just had, I just finished off a bottle of brown sugar and cinnamon Pop-Tart coffee creamer. That America, are you okay? No, that's all right. no, we haven't been no. for a while, man. Um, oh my gosh! Now, in my like, I did not just down it in one go. Like, I've had it for like I add it to my coffee every morning. So it sounds it, really good, though. I can't be. I mean, I can't lie was, about that. That was the best flavor, pop tart. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like the cinnamon what? toast crunch creamers. We'll save this for another show. We're, we're going to have to. Yeah, we'll, we'll have we're, a Pop-Tart we'll, talk later. We'll do a whole Pop-Tart special. and yes. We'll watch we'll, the movie Food Fight, and it'll give us the reason to watch this. I, I was going to say, we just do a whole breakfast food episode and talk about the Flintstones movie from 1994 and eat Fruity Pebbles. Oh, yeah. All right. Done. 
Yeah. Done. Because I haven't had pretty um, pebbles in at least 20 years. This was not the guy who voiced Paddington. Paddington was voiced by Ben... Uh, Wishall. Right Wishall. Now, do you, did you recognize the voice? I, I know you did, Alan. Did you recognize <laughs> yeah. him, Ryan? Uh, no, I didn't. But Kristen, uh, I was like watching some scenes real quick before jumping on. And Kristen came home and she walked through the door. And the first thing she said was, who's his voice? I recognize the voice of the bear. Oh. <laughs> but I, we, we, we looked him up. I don't know. I don't know him. He's, have you, you've never seen the new James Bond movies? Any of the new ones? Yeah, with Daniel Craig. We've talked about this a lot. Oh, no. yeah, no. He's, he's doing those. He also plays in a series called A Very English Scandal, which if you haven't seen it, is just delightful. Uh, and he plays an amazing part in that. So if you haven't checked out his water body of work, I think that you definitely should. But I did want to talk about Paddington's voice for you guys because I love the voice that they do for Paddington. I think it fits so incredibly well, mostly because I he's not doing a voice, really. He's not like Winnie the Pooh where he's like, oh, Bob. I can't do Winnie the Pooh voice. That was it. Oh, but it's not Bob, like a... I can't do it either. I, I, can you, Ryan, try it? I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> he's not like doing like a little kid's like voice. He's just kind of talking and it it's kind of perfect. Did you guys have that? Yeah. No, it it fit for me. Like it mm-hmm. definitely fits the style cuz the for the most part he doesn't have much to say. It's more about what he's doing. And mm-hmm. I think the CGI for for him is so good in this that it it's not jarring. And the voice being subtle and not like a super cartoony voice. Like, like he came in talking like this. I'm a bear. Like, it'd be weird. <laughs> One, because he's supposed to be British and not right. Southern. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, be, just because it's so subtle and like, it, it just works. Like it's, mm-hmm. it fits. I didn't even have a thought about it. So hence it was. Oh, yeah. Good. The original it, person who was cast as this iteration of Paddington was Colin Firth. They had him record a lot of the lines and said that his voice was just too distracting <laughs> as Paddington. You couldn't, like, he was very recognizably Colin Firth the whole time. <laughs> Which, like, I think I can see. He that also sounds funny. I want that cut. <laughs> Pad- Paddington, the, the, the Firth cut. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really, I, I really want that. But I really want him to lean into it, though. Like, I just want it to be him. Like, don't even hide the voice. Just say it the way he would if he was being the character. Live action. <laughs> After seeing Paddington Two, though, the the Colin I want to voice Paddington is Colin Farrell, because I, like, I really <laughs> just want to take scenes from Banshees of Arishir and, and cut it into the prison stuff. <laughs> Literally during the prison scenes, I was like, "Do you think they're Rowan? I think they're Rowan. Do you think they're Rowan? I think they're Rowan." Yeah. Oh, uh, how? Like, okay. So, like, like when they oh, split, like when he abandons it. I thought we were friends. Thought we were friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, You're just so boarding you Pad- Paddington. What do you think about the cameos in this? Because there are an extreme amount of British cameos in this, and I loved all of them. Okay, so whenever I watch a movie like this and these people start showing up, my brain, and I I don't try to do this. I don't know why I do this. My brain automatically goes, were they in Harry Potter? Yes. Were they in Harry Potter? No, I've seen something else. Were they in Harry Potter? Yes. Like my brain does that and I can't turn it off every time I see one of these. It's fair. (laughs) So the list of actors that were also in Harry Potter were Michael Gambon, Brendan Gleeson, Jim Broadbent, Dame Julie Walters, Jessica Hines, and Imelda Staunton were all also Harry Potter actors. Michael Gambon's just the narrator, right? Yeah, he's just the narrator. Okay. Yeah. But that's that's our Harry Potter crossover, in case you're wondering. I Do mean... Do you guys have a favorite cameo? Uh, I, I liked um, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Because I, I knew, like, like, I like how his character changed a bit and then went back to his old ways but then changed like he came full circle twice so i I liked his cameo but and not just because of the banshees of air sharing the comparison (laughs) like i i just enjoyed 
his role in it. I, I like him in anything. And it's nice to see him not being like, like dropping F bombs and like in a kid's movie. Cause even, even as mad, Eye moody, he's like very angry yeah. and crazy, like mad, or you could say, um, so like, it's nice seeing him do like a, a something a little bit smaller, like a little bit more subtle. So Brian, did you have a cameo that you liked? I mean, I, not to steal Allen's, but Knuckles. No. I mean, I, I like the chef. I mean, you're talking that, 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 yeah. that, that, that's the guy you were talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the fact of like, it reminded me a lot of a few of the episodes of Orange is the New Black that I've seen where mm-hmm. like red is in the kitchen and oh, yeah. so like the, the the main character like deals with her about the food and they're like oh don't you know it's like oh don't let her know you don't like the food because then you're not gonna eat and that whole thing i'm like oh look it's i'm watching a kid's version of of you know orange is the new black but <laughs> but, but i mean it's pink is the new white so i mean it's <laughs> so the, the the other one for me uh, is uh, peter capaldi Oh yeah. Because outside of Doctor Who, the other thing that I know him from is the thick of it, which is not a kid's thing. No. It's super like like I think he has the record for the most f f bombs as in character for that. So. Someone once told me that House of Cards was an American version of the thick of it. No. Or no no Veep. Veep Veep is Veep was the American version of Veep. Veep was the american it's not it's not like a remake like the office was but it's the the american equivalent like it's the same kind of style uh my favorite cameo just to go back to this quick was richard ayoade i love him in everything he's in uh he's best known for the it crowd okay yeah oh him okay Yeah. yeah 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 he there's this okay there's this conglomeration of british comedians that are on everything. They're on every channel, on every like talk show, on every travel show. And Richard Iwate is making his rounds, and he is always a delight. Uh, so I just like seeing him in anything. Okay. Cool. So the the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, you had mentioned this is Orange Is the New Black, of of kids movies no no no, no I mean, just just the prison stuff like in the cafeteria and like that whole thing like that's my only connection right there i think just the fact that we're going just the prison stuff in a paddington movie kind of blows <laughs> my mind anyway it's a it's a bold move to like like if you if you wrote down the description for this movie is a bear gets sent to prison <laughs> like not the kind of movie you're thinking that you're gonna see like no it's not rated PG. It'd be rated uh, triple X. Um, <laughs> oh, I get it. Was, I totally uh, I get the double entendre. The Oz yeah. show. Uh, I mean, the uh, HBO show Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Oz. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I think it, it's an interesting take, like, for a kid's movie. Like, let's put him in jail. Um, and then you still have, like, all these other adventures going on outside of the prison to try to free him because you know that he's he's innocent and he has to like prove his innocence. So one of my favorite scenes in the prison when it comes to camera work and just imagination and carrying through is it a uh, carrying through with it was when they were using the pipes to communicate to each other. Oh yeah. Um, and they were telling him like, no, you dude, man, your family's not going to show up. They'll forget you. And he's like, no, you're wrong. They won't forget. Like I just, I, I liked how the camera went through the pipes. Mm hmm. And I just thought it was every now and then this movie did excellent camera work. And that was one of them. Well, I think for me, the visual, a lot of the visual aspects of this movie are really striking. I mean, for me, like two of my favorite scenes in the whole movie are the first one when he's walking through a pop up book with his Aunt Lucy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I think is just gorgeous. And then there's another one where um, he's missing home when he's in jail and he sees plants start to grow around him and then you see him in the jungle and it's that like those fantastical elements or even when the prison opened up and you could see them little kind of like the opening bit to um oh the netflix one with the superheroes they do that they do the same thing in and i can't remember what it is it's the umbrella academy oh okay 
they do that in Umbrella Academy. Uh, they also do it in Paddington 1, but I love that, like, visual effect. Like, what an amazing thing. Like, did you guys have any fav- favorite visual moments? The pop-up book for me was definitely one of my favorites. But even the opening scene with uh, them rescuing him from the river, mm. I enjoyed as well. So The pipes. The pipes. The pipes. <laughs> it was a good scene. It was a really good scene. I mean... Definitely the pop-up book, but that was already taken. So I wanted to, you know. <laughs> find something different. Yeah. Um, let me think. So the one thing that I thought was incredibly funny about this was, um, was her name Sally Hawkins, uh, who plays Mrs. Brown or Mary Brown in it. Yeah. Uh, came fresh off of Shape of Water and came fresh off of doing very intense underwater scenes in Shape of Water only to learn she has to continue to do an underwater scene or two for Paddington and how sad that must have been for her. Unless she liked doing underwater stuff? It doesn't seem like she did. The impression I got from what I read about it, it seems like she okay. went, ugh, not more. Yeah, I I feel like the only actor who likes doing underwater stuff is Kate Winslet. Hmm. Because <laughs> she's like setting like records for Avatar 2. With some of her Did stuff, she really, so, yeah, she was underwater. She she broke like her own, like kept breaking her own records for how long she was underwater. Oh I don't gosh. think she broke any world records, but she she was getting up there. Like of the That's cast crazy. of that movie, she w- was able to stay underwater the longest. So good for her. I think at one wow. point she came up and was like, "Did I die?" <laughs> That's terrifying. And, and I really hope James Cameron just came up and was like, "No, Rose, you're you're fine." <laughs> <laughs> So, did this movie make you both want to go out and immediately buy marmalade like it did me? No, I'm not a huge fan of marmalade. Marmalade. No. No. Ryan. No. It's, it's, no. It's too. I, I'm more of a jelly fan, or okay. a jam. Okay. Like, give me or a good, not even a jam. Give me a good preserve. I'm not a huge fan of marmalade. No? Okay, well, I want you both to know that in preparation for this movie, I made a marmalade sandwich using Paddington-approved marmalade that we get here in the UK, and I'm going to spend the remaining 11 minutes of the podcast slowly eating it while we don't talk. Can you give us a a cross-section of it? Like, can you cut it and break it in half so we can see the the middle? rip it in half or something? Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. That's that's what we're looking for. There it is. There's, There's all that marmalade in there. Yeah, see, to me, like, that that was one of the, like, when they save him, and the aunt is describing him, and Uh she's like, and and he likes his marmalade, and I I don't think she says, like, a good lad or something like that, but I feel like the line should have been there. Um, It was just one of those things where I was just like, okay, British accents, and and even if they didn't have the British accents. I would have been like, this is heavily British. Like the whole marmalade, like marmalade thing to me, like that's a British thing. I want to, like, I want to get more into that too. Like that's Dev- a British thing, and yeah. Devin, can we just acknowledge the fact that Ryan did a voice without us pr- pr- like making him do it? Like, I know it made me so happy. Listen, you're gonna convert to our side soon. Yeah, we'll have you doing the next one in a full yeah. British accent. Tune in next week when Ryan just does all of Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Um, so what kind of marmalade is on that sandwich right now it's orange it's it's just orange marmalade so specifically this is i think it's robertson's brand marmalade which actually has a paddington on the label which is why i bought this one sell out the co-op brand bear sold out i know sold out i know so ryan brought up a good point there are a lot a lot a lot of britishisms in this movie and a lot of British sentimentality in this movie. What was the most striking to you? What was the most weird to you? What was the most funny to you? It could uh, be any of those. It doesn't have to be all of them. Okay, so I think I'm going to combine everything into one. Okay. And it's going to be just the way that, like, British mentality, British British mentality about law and order, about the way that they like to just be left alone, the way that they like other people to be left alone, and British snarkiness. 
the Doctor Who comes up to yep. let the neighbor know that Paddington Bear's on his roof. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, no, he's cleaning my windows. And then Paddington Bear's like, oh, he's, you know, do you want me to, you know, clean your gutters? Like, sure. And then the, what, neighborhood watch guy who's not even, (laughs) like, a neighborhood watch guy or whatever, like, you know. He's like, he he calls him an undesirable, first off. Mm -hmm. And then, and there you've got that old school, like, like, British, like, ah, we're British, we don't, you know, we... We, we don't want any changes to things like that mentality that they used to have and like he starts talking about him like negatively and then he's like oh but i'm like i'm to watch the neighborhood you know the whole like you know honor and like just and like suit of armor type you know feeling of like knights and stuff and and then the guy's like oh is it because you bought that yellow jacket <laughs> yeah. and then he closes the door on him like perfect that that entire scene to me is just oozes with british culture modern british culture out of oeuvre it. if you will yeah there you go i think just the british humor of it all was is part of what made it enjoyable because most of the british humor i'm exposed to that's not like this the silliness of monty python or the harshness of ricky gervais it, it, it it's like usually pretty vulgar, like the thick of it mm-hmm. and just having it not be that I enjoyed like mm-hmm. just having it be light and fun and witty and smart. Like I enjoyed that without the, like if Paddington was dropping F bombs, it would be weird. Like it would still uh, work. It would just, it, it wouldn't have been as enjoyable for me. Yeah, I can, I can totally agree with that. And, what, the one thing I think I liked about this, too, is I find that a lot of British humor tends to be a lot of kind of sexual innuendo. And there wasn't almost any of that in this movie. And I really appreciated that because sometimes I just I'm, I'm just so over that kind of humor. Yeah, especially when you go into a prison. Like, I don't know what British yes. prisons are like, but not like that. Yeah, not <laughs> that I know of. I think my favorite Britishism in this whole movie is that this is a bear, right? We are following a bear it can kill people and they do often paddington's ultimate move is a hard stare that is the most british thing i think i've ever seen i've been the recipient of a british hard stare before it is almost exactly as described in the movie did you deserve it oh 100 i did i was sitting okay. in the guy's seat on a train was it whoa, 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 whoa. what so I was, I was on a train. I didn't understand how the seating system worked. And I was sitting a row ahead of where my actual assigned seat was. So instead of coming up to me and going, excuse me, sir, I believe you're in the wrong seat. The guy instead took his ticket, looked up at the seat, looked down at his ticket, looked up at the seat, looked down at his ticket, looked up at the seat, looked down at his ticket, looked up at the seat, looked down at his ticket, and then proceeded to give me a hard stare until I understood that the source of his confusion was in fact me and that I should get up. All of this was nonverbal. I feel all of it right now talking about it. Yeah, I just would have sat there until he would have said something or until I would have actually figured it out on my own. Like, no, I, mean, I just went. Obviously, I, that's the thing of like him wanting you to figure it out on your own. Oh, yeah. But something like that would irritate me to the enough that I would be like, oh, hi, smile, and then just go back to whatever I was doing. Even if I knew, like, he needs to say something. And now that man is going to be king of England. It is. It's Chuck. Chuck. Uh, <laughs> is that seriously what like his nickname? Like is that That's what saying? I'm calling him. We're, oh God. Chucky. Chucky. Oh, king I Chucky. Can't wait, I can't wait for his uh, he's first got this, royal picture when he Chucky cheeses. I was gonna say he's got the ears for Chucky e. Cheese. So he does. Um, oh gosh, and the inhuman yeah. hands. And we just made a list. Uh, uh, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, anything else you wanted to bring up? Let me think. Okay. This movie did a Toy Story 3. And I realize that this is the fastest and easiest way to get me to absolutely love your, to- your like children's movie. And what I mean by this is there's a scene in it where the children's hero of the movie <clears throat> is fully ready to die. There's a scene in this one where Paddington's like, guess I'm drowning to death now. 
and accepts it and is ready to die, much like the scene in Toy Story 3 where they're just like, let's all hold hands and go into the fire together, kids. And those scenes never not get me. And I, I understand it's a kid's movie and Paddington's not going to end the movie dead, but like every single time those scenes get me. Did that get you guys in the same way? I think I'm immune to it now. Oh, yeah. The, the, and I'm, I don't have the connection to Paddington that I did to Buzz and Woody and sure. all the other toys in Toy Story. Uh, because I never watched Paddington 1. I didn't grow up with Paddington. Um, so at my age, like, you only get me with that stuff when it's like, okay, here's a franchise you've been following for the last 20 years. Now we're going to now we're gonna kill off your favorite characters. Like, that's what gets me. Like, if you had told me 10 years ago that I'd be upset about a raccoon dying in a, in a movie, I would be like, no, you, sir, are ridiculous. But then Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming out next week, so... <laughs> Guess who's oh, gonna have this? To, guess who's ready to shed tears over a raccoon now? This no, guy. You're, what you're clearly talking about is Raccoonie from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I, it, I I I watch this movie under the premise of I have to figure out why Devin chose a British kids movie for this week, and that's <laughs> and that's the premise of of like how I watched sure. it. So. When that scene happened, just like Alan said, like I have no other connection to this bear mm. than doing it for the show this week. So to me, it was just like, oh, look, I won. You know, I wonder how he's going to get out of this. <laughs> and then Mad Eye Moody comes down and saves the day. Um, but um, but yeah, no, like it, it, it's that only works with me just like with Alan said, like it's gotta be someone you've been following for a long time and something and something that you have like an emotional investment in. Yeah. This wasn't that. That makes sense. So then I think the last thing to bring up about the movie then is what, how did, how did y'all feel about the end credits song with Hugh Grant? I would watch a whole movie of that. hundred percent. I'd watch the whole thing. I'm totally blanking right now. Oh, uh, I don't remember what the I music... watched the like end, end credits was like I remember I, watching all that. But... I don't remember what the song was, but all I could hear in my head was "Prisoners of Love." Yeah, me too. Pris- yes. <laughs> oh. oh, that that's what yeah. you're talking yeah. about. Okay, I thought you were talking about the song, like on the credits or something. Oh yeah, no, no, we're Hugh Grant singing and dancing. Yeah, oh, no, I want to that... go, go watch the producer. That was now. funny. You got it, but. Because of this movie, now Brunson is on my list for oh, some yeah. point to have you guys watch. I cannot wait to watch that movie. I've wanted to for a while. I, so. I, I will give that movie a second shot because I did not finish it the first time I watched it. <laughs> this was years ago. Okay. So okay. I like to think it, that my taste have evolved. But... Yeah. <laughs> it must have. So then last, real last question then, guys. Did Paddington 2 make you a better man? Pa- I don't get it. Paddington 2 gives me a hope for cinema. There you go. Like if there this is go. the quality of children film, children's film that films that we can get mm-hmm. nowadays, like I have hope for the future. That's what okay. Paddington 2 means to me. Aww. Future Ryan. Uh, hope for the youth. This is where me calling it a British Stuart Little comes from <laughs> because I honest like is it a, is it a good is it a good kids movie yes do I find it a bit generic yes I don't know why I feel that way it just comes across that way to me All right. um I like I remember this movie was used uh against another movie that came out around the same time as like a troll like just mm. position and so i remember this movie from that and i totally kept that out of my head when i was watching the movie because i didn't want my feelings from that whole mess to, to interfere with this mm-hmm. um but unlike what happened with um uh, uh, uh alita battle angel being used to troll uh captain marvel oh, eventually sure. when i saw alita uh, um 
uh, Alita, I was like, oh, okay, this movie is actually really, really good. I get why some people were doing the comparisons. Get it. Mm-hmm. I don't even the joke from massive um, bearable weight from math massive talent it's just mm-hmm. i don't i'm not the the whole joke thing to me is kind of falling flatter now than it was before when i saw that movie originally <laughs> what what movie was this being compared to when it came out i cannot remember but all i honestly cannot remember i tried to research it but i specifically remember seeing people bringing this movie up for for a short period of time maybe like a month month uh maybe is like a month or month and a half where people use this movie to troll another movie's reviews oh uh, like oh i remember too. that they were trying you know it's like oh don't waste with this movie like it sucks you know watch you know watch you know watch uh you know the this instead it's it's so much of a better film but they were doing it not honestly, they were doing it to review bomb the movie. Oh, it but I can't Ferdinand, remember what the movie it? was. Hmm. It wasn't Ferdinand, was it? Uh, I no, I don't even Ferd. What's that about? It's a bull. It's kind of the same vein as Paddington a little bit. There's also no. Cars Three. It wasn't. It was not another kids movie. I do not believe it was another. Oh, kids movie. Oh, got it. Okay, I just did a search for kids movies for 2017. Yeah, no. Uh, I I will say that this movie dethroned Citizen Kane as the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes for a little while. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> it did. It did become. Uh, the best reviewed movie of all time. It I was ta- looking for bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, and one person just went, "I'm dead inside and don't like things." Zero um, stars. 163 fresh reviews, zero negative critiques. Crazy. It was in the news like yesterday that it was just recently dethroned by Mario. I don't remember what the movie was, but I remember the headline saying that after one negative review on some site, it was now dethroned as like the top movie. Huh. That's very funny. I wonder I wonder who the negative review was. I didn't even open up the article. I just saw the headline. It was Paddington Bear, and it said, now dethroned by one bad review. And then it had, like, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes as, like, the first sentence of the actual article, and I just kept on scrolling. That's very funny, though. I'm not mad about that. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what movie it was compared to, but I don't know that I'm going to find it. At, honestly, at this point, I don't really care, because my yeah. feelings about that whole situation are kind of done, are, like, dead and gone at this point. Sure. Um, because it could have been any movie that they would have picked to, like, use to troll another one. It just happened to be that one. You just don't It has like nothing to do with do the movie. Hmm? You just don't like when movies do that, or people do that with movies. Yeah, no, I just, I don't like it when people decide to use one movie to troll another one. Really it, it, it doesn't, it, it's dumb. But anyway... Like it's a good, it's a good kids movie. If my goddaughter, for some reason, was obsessed with this and wanted to watch it every single time, every two hours, I could, I'd live. (laughs) 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 Well, that's all I have on Paddington Two then. All right, I guess that brings us to my pick next week. Um. So I've been threatening you guys with this one for a while now since I saw it in theaters. And with the recent closing of the theater that I saw this at, I figured it's only fitting that not only do we pay tribute to the the cinema at the Chambersburg Mall that has recently closed, but also talk about the movie that I, the last film that I saw there, which is a salute to Hollywood and cinema, Babylon. I saw a list today that said this movie is going to go down as a cult classic, undoubtedly. And I'm so curious to watch this. Eh. But, I know how it opens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait until you see how it ends. <laughs> um, you, you can know how it opens. You won't be prepared for it. I, 
I don't want it. I just don't want it. I, I'm not going to say any more because I want no. Ryan to be surprised. I want Ryan to be like, I'm not talking about this movie. I didn't finish it. <laughs> I got one minute into the movie and will not watch more. Yeah. <laughs> that could happen. Like, but so that, that's my pick for next week is Babylon. Uh, so stay, tune in for that. That'll be, a, that'll be some fun. Um, until next time, uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitch, visit our website, rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com. Check out our show and all the other great Rum Runners Podcast Network podcasts. And until next time for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And enjoy your marmalade. I definitely will. Chip, chip, cheerio.